welcome to a new world of entertainment. The ultimate entertainment platform. Featuring, from Winkler Pictures and Mic Up Gaming, Mike Winkler. From Condiment Games, Jeremy Larson. Jason Kabasa. The Forsaken Avenger, Martin Houston. And returning to the crew, Alistair Engelhardt. Created by friends. Listen to our podcast and watch live discussions on Facebook and YouTube. Gaming streaming featuring Mike Up Gaming and Forsaken Avenger. And written movie, short film, and television reviews. Subscribe to our podcast and visit our site for more info. Welcome to LCA Entertainment. On this episode of our podcast... Stay hidden. Or we will not survive. Leave us alone. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father? You still want Kenobi? He's gone. You've been looking in the wrong places. I want every lowlife and bounty hunter to squeeze him. Hello there, everyone. In the words of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Obi-Wan Kenobi Star Wars series has arrived on Disney+. Plus. If you haven't watched it yet, what the hell are you waiting for? It's Star Wars. (laughs) So let's begin by welcoming (laughs) back fellow crew member Alistair Englehart. Welcome back, Alistair. Mike, I always feel like after I see your intros, I I realize that I am not the professional. (laughs) (laughs) You know... (laughs) Uh, but it's good to have you back, Al. Yeah, um, it's good to be back. Absolutely good. You, you have been missed. Back. You have been missed. And Jeremy Larson here as well, as always. Hello there. <laughs> so, guys, um, the Star Wars series we all waited for for years. Mm-hmm. Years. Mm-hmm. Um, was it worth the wait? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> good. We're all in agreement and there. And season two will be as well. If you haven't seen it. And I know that like no one listening to this podcast probably has has seen it already. Don't listen to the people who hate on it. Don't listen to the people who are d- destroying it 
piece by piece because they're being extremely nitpicky and biased in their own opinions and it's just i know it's all it's all speculative uh but (laughs) but seriously this is this is the best this is the best piece of star wars we've gotten since rogue one Mm -hmm. yep i have to concur with that because um well, we're also forgetting Solo. We we like uh, Solo. We we like Solo. Rogue One's better than Solo. Rogue One is better than Solo. <laughs> um, but you know, I... but there's a that's a whole other podcast we've already talked about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, you know, I couldn't help while watching this that um, seeing what Disney could have done right. This was everything that Disney should have done from the word go. Mm-hmm. They had the right people in charge. They knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. and. I have to sit there and wonder and question why Disney felt like with the sequel trilogy going more down the nostalgia route instead of giving us a new story, you know, continuing the story, giving us something new instead of relaying on the or relying on the past to tell its story. They were the the, Star Wars is a big fish and to go into that is very daunting from the get go. If they were to jump in with a new story. I guarantee you that fans would hate it. Last Absolutely. Jedi. Oh, here's the thing. I'm I'm not going to give the Last Jedi some crap. I, I, there's there are ups and downs about the entire sequel trilogy we've talked mm-hmm. about. Oh yeah. But it's more the fact that I don't think that people are accepting of a new story yet. Because you want to know why the main criticism that I heard about Obi Wan Kenobi so much was that there were not enough flashbacks. There were there was not enough Clone Wars flashbacks. Really, we didn't we didn't get enough cameos oh. from from older characters, and it's a big problem right now with uh, like the MCU and their incredible universe. I, their incredible universe is so great, but their problem is is that there's cameos everywhere. Mm-hmm. So because Disney and Marvel are in the same, they're owned by the same people. That's what people are now expecting. Is they're expecting. Oh my gosh! Let's pull from here. Let's pull from here, and Where's let's R2? smash it. Yeah, exactly. Where's R two D two in this whole thing? Like, <laughs> there there are characters that don't matter the story because you know why? Because it's Obi Wan Kenobi. That's mm-hmm. that's all we're focusing on. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It, would, yep. it would dilute things. Yeah, it would. If uh, if they were to give us a new story in the the trilogy, which they absolutely should have done. I mm-hmm. I feel like there are a lot of wasted characters. There's a lot of wasted plots. A lot of wasted development. Everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That they're gonna think long and hard before going into new story territory with the Star Wars universe again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I felt like the, some of the secondary characters that they introduced, like Roken, Haja, the fake Jedi, that they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't even know what to to do to even develop those characters. Um, right, you know, let alone bringing in other secondary characters just to appease mm-hmm. the fans. So, mm-hmm. yeah. well, I think it was really cool making Reva um, a former former youngling. You I, know, basically I, confront honestly, Anakin face to face. It's really, it's really crazy. The first time I saw her show up on screen, I'm like, no, you know? she has she has too soft of a face uh-huh. to be yeah. uh, to be a bad a bad person outright yeah. just to be inherently evil she because they showed the clip of the order 66 happening i'm like she's got to be a youngling yeah yep. so I, I a youngling the same. Yep. Same. al and i, I were talking about feeling. that when they aired that we're like 
they kind of played their hand already in the first scene. Like, okay, they're showing this for a reason. Somebody we're seeing is connected to this somehow because these are right. unknown characters here. So it's like we already knew that either it was Reva or somebody else. But as the time was going on, it was mm-hmm. obviously Reva. Yeah. Obviously. And Reva was the one character that I, I'd, I'd be curious to hear you guys' thoughts on. I, I, I get the flip of her motives in the middle of the series, um, mm-hmm. but it, it's still felt a little bit contrived to me and i'd like to go back and re-watch the first three episodes knowing what we know later on to see if mm-hmm. her dialogue matches up if i can sense that underlying motive or if it just is this surprise to kind of excite the fans in the middle of this well, series without kind of like mm-hmm. before planning for it well here give me give me some more on that tell me tell me what you're thinking here Al. Let's yeah because i play this out right here well i can sense her heard she seems definitely to, to hate obi-wan like that mm-hmm. that to me felt very genuine from the start yeah and the only way i can reconcile that with the complete turn of her actually hating vader later on mm-hmm. is to is to kind of is, is to kind of expect that she's she's viewing obi-wan as the creator of vader um like the the guy who kind of led to Vader being who he is. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't I don't get how she can simultaneously hate Vader, but also have such an obvious um, uh, an obvious hate for Obi Wan. It just it, it seems well, it seems okay. here, here. I'll give it. I'll give it to you straight here. Yeah. So like she she not only blames obi-wan kenobi for the creation of vader which kind of uh, not very many people actually know about mm-hmm. okay she's one yeah. of she's a witness to all this so she's seen she's seen things like in passing because uh-huh. of how young she was so she can connect those two dots mm-hmm. and go okay master apprentice that something got out of, out of line but in a way, like she even in her dialogue, she even blames Obi Wan for not being there during Obi during Order sixty six. Sure, and I can see where that would be like you caused me trauma, and now because of that connection, this inherent hatred and this uh, just overall uh, dislike of the Jedi is just going to be focused on you because you're the last one, the last known Jedi Master to even mythologically exist mm-hmm. to the inquisitors mm-hmm. because they've hunted down jedi everywhere they've mm-hmm. they've hunted down even younglings that have grown up like in the very first few episodes it's just i can see where the hate goes both ways but the hate is very very strong for the person who caused that trauma in the first place mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. no that makes sense yeah it makes sense huh so I can see where it's connected. And I can see where people can m- miss that just a little bit. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, the character of Reva, I, I guess the only issue I really had with her in the, in the big picture of it all is, is that how she went to go kill Luke in that last episode, mm-hmm. the, the rhythm of that, the flow of it felt odd to me. <laughs> I think she was, and this is all speculation from my part. I feel the uh, the connection because she knew in the beginning of the series that Owen knew where Obi Wan was. Like mm-hmm. there was some like spark there because like a sense. Yeah, there was a sense, mm-hmm. and for the fact of 
you know, finding out the children and just even talking about Owen, she can vaguely connect the dots. But I will agree. It's a little bit, it was a little bit forced in the end for Mm -hmm. her to make that initial connection because there was not even, there weren't even names given of who was supposed to not find out about the children. Like it's not even, they didn't mention Anakin or Darth Vader. They didn't mention anything else besides the child and Owen. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's that's my only gripe with her. Other than that, I, I liked the fact that um, how they how they played at the background with her at the temple and, and what her master plan was to get on Vader's good side just so she could kill him. Yeah, that was I, cool. I, I, I liked that motivation. Um, and and I, I had a sense once we found that out that she was going to be redeemed at the end. I mean, it was pretty much predictable that maybe she was going to die, but you knew she was going to be redeemed. Either she was going to die or live. You, you, just, yeah. you just knew at that to, point. To be honest, I'd like to see a Reva series so that she can handle that redemption in a long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like just not killing a child seems a little... <laughs> I It seems a little small for a redemption arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Even the way I said it just now, it's just like, hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. Alistair, have you killed any children? Nope. Agreed. You've been redeemed. Right, right. So you're not no, Vader. You're redeemed. You're not Vader. Yeah. You're redeemed. No, I'd li- and I'd like to see the un- unspoken question of what happens to her answer because she's not there in A New Hope, which is, mm-hmm. you know, ten, what, ten years later, nine years later? Uh, <laughs> ten more years later. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I, I mean, I thought that with Rogue One, they closed, they closed the loop well. For characters that we didn't expect to be around, right? With the new hope story, yeah. I, I have no I, I feel like Reva would have been around if she had still been alive by the time right. the new hope came around. Yeah, that's the question. That's the big thing that these shows are doing. They're introducing all these new characters, and they're happening so close to where we see the movies, and we're left with a question mark. Okay, where are these people? Where, why weren't they around during this big storyline? Like Ahsoka being one of them. Where was mm-hmm. Ahsoka during all this? Now that Ahsoka sure. series is coming out, so that'll probably explain some of the holes and the gaps there. Well, gosh, um, I mean, even the um, the Rebels animated series. I know this is a spoiler for that as well for people listening. Um, They've had enough time. They, <laughs> Ahsoka and Vader do face off in right. in mm-hmm. that series, and then you just don't figure out what happens to them. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like yeah. she cuts his, she cuts the side of his mask off, and it's like, oh, then you'll die. And of, oh, of course. Mm-hmm. So, and then then the door closes. We never see it again. But then she yeah. shows up in the Mandalorian, which is how many years later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of holes in the timeline that I feel like that Ahsoka series could fill in with some flashbacks and just just some maybe just some good dialogue I'm hoping I'm just hoping they're not going to sit there and they're going to ignore everything I, and not give us yes. the information I'd like to see I'd like to see the initial flashback of her facing off against Vader and just kind of escaping that'd be cool because there's no way that she can get out of there and then it being a new story to where she is like vaguely tied to some events that happen in the original mm-hmm. trilogy but not mm-hmm. directly involved yeah, yeah because right. You can have that tiny bit of Easter egg, but if you dive too yeah. deep into it, it becomes bland. You see, yeah. you see Luke Skywalker's X-wing lifting off Dagobah, and Yoda's sitting there, and then, <laughs> and then suddenly walks so out of the mist. <laughs> and then she comments on his just foolhardiness. She's like, "He's so much like his father." Yeah, right. <laughs> they would exactly. do that. They would That's- do that. Oh man! All right, Disney, get your get your uh, 
get your checkbook out for the new writer of your shows. You're giving them ideas. They're, they're going to go, gonna go yeah, Indeed. you know what? That might not be a bad idea. <laughs> oh. So there's a, there's a nagging question that I think is the most important question we have to explore tonight. It's sticky. How? <laughs> how do three other force users survive stabs to the stomach, cutting in half, but Quagon still dies? Okay, Grand Inquisitor? So here, here's here's the thing. Uh, I want to say that the Grand Inquisitor has some sort of mechanical like features like Vader does. Mm, sure. And sure. when you're talking about a lightsaber, you're talking about just a beam of energy that goes through somebody and automatically cauterizes a lot of wounds that are in there so they're not going to bleed uh -huh. out uh-huh right they're not going to bleed out because it's already yeah. like sealed up it's just uh -huh. a matter of how is that going to affect your system in the long run mm -hmm. and how do you fix it sure so that's a lot of I, i'll i'll uh i'll say it this way uh what was it harrison ford or uh, Mark Hamill described it this uh, the better this way when uh, um, he was talking to Harrison Ford on the set of A New Hope. Hey kid, it's not that kind of movie. Like, <laughs> like they're not they're going they're not going to go into some like great depth detail on how to seal a or how to fix a lightsaber wound to the chest. Uh -huh. it, it's just more of it happened because Star Wars. Uh huh. True. Because it's because it's a movie because it's fantasy. We can believe it because they have a lot of technological know-how. Mm -hmm. I mean, Darth I mean, Maul survived. Well, well, and 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 honestly, I I I feel like Han would have survived if he hadn't fallen hundred feet to get smushed on whatever. Probably was in that Probably. <laughs> but why did Qui Gon die though? Why did Qui Gon die? I know, I know. With how powerful he was in the forest, I have no idea. Couldn't Obi Wan have taken him to safety? Uh, maybe it was too late. Maybe the duel really lasted like a long time and there was just, was just not enough tired. tired it's possible and he was and when he was old, well i'm not gonna say older because so was yoda but you know yoda age is not a factor when it comes to the jedi yeah <laughs> not that we yeah. see yeah. <laughs> um I, I wanted to bring this up to you al so you remember molly miller uh -huh. school with right yeah okay uh -huh. you know how she got into the uh the film stunt business for child mm -hmm. actors yeah. Well, she was in this, and she also had a speaking part. Really? Okay, so you know in the first episode when they're showing the uh, – it looks like Leia getting dressed up on Alderaan, mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. ends up being the decoy? Yeah. That is Molly Miller, and she has wow. that line. Yes. How cool. Mm -hmm. How cool. So I, I have to, to say that, that. that I think that Carrie Fisher would have been just floored with the performance that – this younger Leia pulls off because it yeah. is, yep. it's so perfect. It's yeah, so perfect. Great job. She's very talented. What's her name, Mike? Very talented. That actress? That I don't know. I, that's a good question, but she was just, she was her debut. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I just love just the, the wittiness, the, the comeback lines to Obi-Wan, like, who are mm -hmm. you? Or you're, you're not a Jedi. Yeah. Um, Obi-Wan goes, <laughs> how old are you? I'm 10. <laughs> You know, yeah, I just, I just, I just fun. love the the banter, and I was surprised because you know what, the trailers did a great job. They didn't even show her in the trailers. I know, I know. Uh, I was Vivian really surprised. Lyra Blair. Nice. Is it her first role? Uh, let me check it out. She's French. Parlez-vous <laughs> français? Leia, oui, oui. This is not her first performance. Oh. Hmm. 
worked her way up. She uh, first thing is called uh, uh, Band-Aid in 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait a second. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Wrong wrong thing. She was in like a couple TV, TV miniseries. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like including this one, but yeah, she's been she's been busy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I I'm not surprised because she was just so good in this. She had she to have prior she's experience. Very natural. Oh, yeah, she did a great job with the emotional scenes. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was very good. Yeah, I mean, I saw Carrie Fisher through and through with her performance. It was right. it, it was just there, mm-hmm. and it is it was really upsetting that Carrie Fisher couldn't see it because I think she would have been very proud of what oh, they did. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of my favorite moments was in the the last episode where Obi Wan's sharing with her about her parents. Just his very gracious yeah. description of Anakin. Mm-hmm. I was really, really touched by that. I did you guys like get this? Did you guys get the sense that Obi Wan might have been somewhat, maybe, in love with Padme? I, I almost not from oh. Clone, not from Clone Wars. No. Um, yeah, no, not from Clone Wars. No, you're he's right there. Involved with well, I guess emotionally involved with Duchess Satine in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've never thought about it. like did, did maybe a sisterly that's... love. Sure. So. I I think I yeah. think it'd definitely be a, like a sisterly thing, but I mm. could not see a romantic relationship off off of those two. Do you recall one shot in the Phantom Menace? Mm-hmm. Um, it was in the third act when uh, Amidala's with Boss Nass and Jar Jar, and they're all um, in the forest, and they're going over the plan of how they're going to attack. Mm-hmm. There is a scene where she looks dead on at Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and she just continues to stare at him with it. And Anakin kind of just looks at both of them like this, like he sees it. Mm-hmm. I always <laughs> noticed that shot, and I always scratched my head like, what was Lucas implying there? Yeah, I'd have to see the context. I'll have to watch that, Mike. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't. Uh... Yeah, watch that scene closely, because that, that's like the one and only time where I'm like, why was she looking sure. at him like that? Mm-hmm. That never happens again, obviously, but mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Maybe if if when when Lucas made it, maybe he was considering mm-hmm. something there at that time, and then just you know went the other direction. Huh. I don't know. Sure. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting scene to look at. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh. Um. Oh, but, let's talk about Qui Gon. Yes, I, got a, I was I got just a about question. to bring him up. Yeah. I got a question okay. for you guys on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, at the end of Revenge of the Sith. We Yoda tells Obi-Wan that Qui-Gon had come over to the Force to be able to basically appear to be able to guide through the Force. Right. So this is 10 years. Yeah. So at the end of the series, is this the first time Obi-Wan is seeing him in his physical appearance? Because Yes. Mm-hmm. 10 years, yeah. though? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so here, here's the it thing. It's another thing that I actually had seen through uh, another video. Uh, they explained it in a little bit in the Clone Wars um, okay. animated series where Yoda actually finds kind of a um, like a disembodied version of Qui-Gon in the Force. And he kind of just appears as like sparkles on the screen that he hasn't really completed his training to do that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it could have been a very long time before he would be able to manifest an actual form mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. See, that's what I'm wondering now. Like, if, if they're going to go down the road of season two, I would like to see that training that Qui Gon kind of gives Obi Wan now to kind of see like what right. he, what kind of knowledge he gives him mm-hmm. up into a new hope. Because I feel yeah. like okay, this is a one season thing. It was supposed to, 
But that's a pretty big thing to leave it on that they that they that they initially did not want to show us that because yeah. it seems kind of important to see what yeah. Qui-Gon has to offer him. I feel like season two hinges on Liam's um uh, <laughs> Liam, Liam's be in season two if, of if, yeah. <laughs> if, if 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 he is interested, we know the fans want it. I mean, yep. every episode I was telling myself, this is the episode. You and Hayden want episode. it. I, I wanted it so bad, and then this little tiniest taste was i'm like oh i, I saw the the director chow she said that if when, when somebody asked about season two she said well if if the fans really want it um you know that that would be impactful to us and i i, I just feel like there's plenty of money to be made in season two for disney so that's I, a bad I, answer i i know i know it's a terrible answer but that's how they think yeah. that's not how i think but that's how they mm-hmm. think <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stories they can do. They have 10 years or eight or nine years in between, you know, this and four to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I think what they're concerned about is they don't want to go back down the Obi versus Vader route in season two because you'll just keep playing up what you just did in season one. And then you'll maybe ruin what they're going to do or what happened in New Hope. So it comes down to what story is worth telling that's worth continuing and it's going to bridge into four. It's it's mm-hmm. it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's a challenge. Hmm. Maybe a, maybe a cross between the Mandalorian and Grogu. Grogu's first oh, appearance gosh. season I... two. <laughs> that, that's it's oh. it's tough. It's really tough to look at that and go, would this work? Uh. Yeah, you want it, but I, you don't know if they no, should. No, do I don't. It. I don't even know if I want it. I'm trying to think what would be kind of a fun season two for Obi Wan. Um, I'm, I'm re-going through the Clone Wars right now, and I'll watch for some possible arcs. I'll tell you one thing: I would like to see if they went down the season two route. I wouldn't mind seeing Obi Wan somehow interact with Ahsoka. Hmm, somehow, sure. be kind yeah. of cool that to see that. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. That would be cool. That would yeah. be really cool. That might be an interesting way of doing it. Maybe somehow. Re- I don't want to say relocating Jedi because in episode four, we don't get the sense that the Jedi are being found. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still feels like that the universe is still empty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe his relationship with Luke a little bit as he grows up, because obviously we know he has a little bit of a relationship with him because Luke in episode four, obviously knows oh, ben. ben pretty sure. well and is right. comfortable yeah. with him. Right. So there's, there's ways they could go with it. Yeah, so so did you guys come across any theories behind the um, the tone that Leia used in her message to Obi Wan? Because she her her message to Obi Wan in A New Hope almost sounds like someone who is an acquaintance versus someone who's like. Um, was it because she knew that the she didn't want it to fall into the wrong hands and kind of come across that they had this close relationship? I would say that that's a good like a very good way to put it but also she's acting like a diplomat like she doesn't want to play off a character either mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so well, i mean if you're if you're already a princess and you're yeah. trying to relay a message to someone of really high importance mm-hmm. like maybe she's just trying to make him proud and be like hey look at how posh i'm being <laughs> sure well sure. i kind of got that sense in that last scene that obi-wan shares with her it's kind of almost reminds me of what happened at the end of Discovery season two when they told them to forget about them 
Yeah. Um, she he kind of went to Lay and basically said, you know, we can be friends, but we can't let people know that we're friends. So we have to kind of keep our distance from each other. So I think that that's kind of why, like over these next eight or nine years, they might have minor conversations, but it's not the same as it was with this yeah. journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There yes. can only be so much before it becomes too obvious to anyone yeah. that is an interested party. Yeah, I think yeah. that that makes the most sense to me. I'm, I'm reading the, the quote now, and she says, Years ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you to help him in his struggle against the Empire. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I, like, I like that theory. I like that theory. That helps me make sense of it. So what did you guys think of the fights? Saber fights. Tasteful. Oh. Tasteful. Oh, so good. Um, like Yeah. Not not could, too much. You could you could feel you could feel the fights. Yeah. There Every was passion. Single, raw passion in them. There was passion. There was fear. Like yeah. the the very first one where like it's it's almost a horror movie more than than an like a Star Wars anything because he's just mm-hmm. like Obi Wan turns around and sees Vader there like Michael Myers just appearing out of nowhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I I love the obvious conflict in Vader, particularly in the first one, the first fight. To me, there were so many moments when he could have just struck Obi Wan down if he really set himself to it, and he and he and he didn't. Um, yeah, so I Some I really hesitation. enjoyed that. Yeah, oh, I, I, yeah, I think, and, and he was obviously more determined in the second fight. Uh, he came across as a lot more determined when they oh, yeah. came, came across each other again. Oh, yeah. But the first fight, um, Obi-Wan came across as, as definitely finding his footing in the Force again, which I really liked that mm-hmm. development throughout the series. And Absolutely. I just, I really liked how they portrayed Anakin, too. Uh, that he, he wasn't one-dimensional. He was still definitely... Like the good in him is there. I mean, the good yeah. in him that, that ultimately manifests itself in Return of the Jedi is like is definitely there, even if even if Obi Wan to him his friend is dead. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> well, the thing is, I think that Obi Wan just didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he noticed it enough. Like the 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 obvious good was still right there, mm-hmm. but there was just there was nothing. He felt like there was nothing he could do about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. Anakin had himself had accepted defeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think One... I'd probably feel that way too if I saw saw him uh, force snap someone's neck. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was intense. This was definitely Vader in his Vaderiness. <laughs> Vader in his prime. <laughs> One scene frustrated me, not with Obi Wan Kenobi, but it goes back to Rise of Skywalker. Hmm. The scene okay. where Obi-Wan's fighting Vader at the end and he raises those rocks up the way he does mm-hmm. was very reminiscent of Rey at the end mm-hmm. of The sure. Last Jedi, sure. right? And I couldn't help but think, wouldn't it have been so much better if she would have been a Kenobi? A descendant of Kenobi? This makes it me feel like been. it could have worked with this series. It could have worked, but the problem is is that they would have had was no plan. The, uh, and I've, I've told That's this exactly time it. Time again, there is there was no plan in yep. the the sequel trilogy, so no one had a cohesive idea that were that developed into something. J.J. Abrams and his mystery box of mysteries that doesn't work out for anybody else in the long run. Yep. And it just nothing panned out. I think the way that we expected it to, and it just mm-hmm. kind of felt very 
mixed and confused by the end of it. Mm -hmm. I wish J.J. Abrams would have taken the approach that like he took with his Star Trek movies. Okay, he 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 had a little bit of the mystery box, but he didn't go too crazy with it. He he kind of held back from making it one big grand mystery and not explaining things. When he got to Star Wars, he's like, okay, well, Snoke's got to be a mystery, and Kylo Ren's background's got to be a mystery, and this and that, and Ray's got to be a mystery. It's like, why couldn't you have just taken the same approach that you took with Star Trek? Mm-hmm. It worked, and and you just felt the need to go above and beyond and create something too special. It's like this was Lucas's baby. Don't don't try to overdo what Lucas did. Just continue it the right way. Yeah, it just it didn't feel like there was enough. There was there was all there was too much and not enough at the same time. Yep. There was a lot of mystery, but nothing went far enough to where uh, the next person was going to grab it and do something with it. Right. Um, I will say this. I had watched the um, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, oh, which is fantastic, by the mm-hmm. way. Like, I, I do recommend that for any Star Wars goer. They huh. do make Finn Force-sensitive oh, in that movie. Really? Huh. Yes, they do. It's because Ray is Because Ray is training oh. him. Cool. I think it would have been better if uh, Finn were force sensitive in the movies, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. And, and it's almost like they better. hinted at it in the movies. In last, in, in Force Awakens, I feel like there were there were little subtle hints to him being force sensitive. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Ryan Johnson abandoned it, and it's like Abrams wanted to kind of circle back to it, but he felt like there wasn't enough time to develop it, so he's just like, sure. screw it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Abrams should have done Last Jedi. He should have done all three movies. Therefore, he could have given us his vision from the beginning. Because obviously, I think he had a vision with Force Awakens. I think he did. I don't think he thought Ryan Johnson was going to come in and just completely flip the script on him. Well, because that that was the problem with having three people wanting to do it their own way, is that it just creates three separate stories that have the same characters but don't really match. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was a fault on Disney. Oh God, it was a yeah. fault on Disney. Mm-hmm. It's, it starts with Disney on that. I don't know if you guys have seen the leaked script um, of Episode Nine that Colin Trevorrow was supposed to do uh, before he got fired. Um, okay. This Episode Nine was supposed to be called Duel of the Fates, a callback to the Phantom Menace, nice. you know, Darth Maul fight piece. Yeah, cool. And and the leaked script, it just felt like it was a film that wasn't afraid to be the end of star Wars. It, I think they made Ray blind by the end of it. Wow. They they weren't afraid to do that. They killed off. uh, I think they killed off Chewbacca and three PO. They killed off characters. They weren't afraid to do. And Luke's ghost haunted Kylo throughout the whole film. And at the end of the film, Kylo does not get redeemed. The, the, the script was not predictable. It went down a, we're going to throw this at you and what's going to happen is going to happen. And I'm scratching my head thinking, why didn't Disney want to go down this route? Because were they just too afraid that they, they was going to be too a little too dark for them? Um, that they wanted everything to be happy-go-lucky by the end? Yeah. It just seems yeah. like they were, they were not willing to go the extra mile to make Star Wars the yeah. ne- something truly special. Well, they they had don't want to kill off all their potential spinoffs. <laughs> they don't want to kill their well, money. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I recommend if you guys can find that leaked script on yeah, online, give really it a read because this is what we could have had. And there's even concept art online. Wait till you see what you would have seen. 
it it blew my mind, and I'm and I'm kind of upset because that's the movie we could have gotten. Yeah. Huh. So speaking of spinoffs, what are some characters that you guys would love to see spinoff series off of from Obi Wan? Ooh. If any. <laughs> Reva, like like Jeremy said, would be I think worth it to see uh-huh. what happens next with her. Reva would um, be good. Um, oh shoot! What, the the guy who was um, I can't remember his name. Roken. He was po- he was posing as a Jedi. Oh, R- Haja. Haja. Yeah. I'd like to see a Haja series. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. That actor is really funny. I, I like because his, I think dry humor. I think it would be awesome to see a like um like a redemption arc for him. Not only like just mm-hmm. stuff ha- happened afterwards. I know he's a He's a businessman, but <laughs> yeah, there, there's so much that can go with that. That wasn't a magnet. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he'd be a good character. I'd like to know a little bit more about him. I was just kind of waiting for a moment where, like, he showed a little bit of force powers or something, and he found out that he really was, mm-hmm. and he was just keeping it buried because of the situation at hand. Sure, that would have been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, that, that that boy that was helping him out, you know who he reminded me of? He reminded me of one of the the, the little boys that we saw at the end of Last Jedi that were Force-sensitive. Oh, no, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, it really reminded me of that scene. Unfortunately, the, the time doesn't work with that. <laughs> no, no, unfortunately not. And, and that's another storyline from Last Jedi that never got developed from Rise of Skywalker, but yeah. that's a whole different thing. Um, Kid with a very, very... Uh, small a bit of force and, and you never see him again he just mm-hmm. ends up sweeping for the rest of his life mm-hmm. <laughs> I, w- I was shocked that we didn't get uh we only got one hello there and it was saved for like hello there was it like the third or fourth last line of the show <laughs> that's the thing Here, here's a here's a few things about the criticisms i'm hearing about the show the hello there's well, with only being one that's of the them. criticism <laughs> That's a, there's a yeah oh a yeah there is there's a community out there that's there's it more of it or less of there, it? there's there's <laughs> they wanted more of it I still think that that one would have been enough yeah it was you don't want to overdo it yeah Mm-mm. and and the fact that people are saying hey why why wasn't there more Vader like why didn't we just have constant Vader and and Obi Wan Vader is the main antagonist to Obi-Wan Kenobi in this series. It wasn't Reva. It wasn't the Grand Inquisitor. It's mm-hmm. Vader. And not only are you using him to play with him mentally, but you're doing it You're doing it physically and mentally, right? And emotionally. Mm-hmm. You're doing yep. all this sort of stuff. If you put Vader in there in every single episode yeah. doing lightsaber battles with Obi-Wan Kenobi, the entire premise of him coming back just feels very forced at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah, mm-hmm. because yeah. he's not given time to develop. He's not coming back into his own without you know Vader breathing down his neck like the entire time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You can't have constant Vader, or else Vader himself becomes bland, and that is the mo- one of the most I probably the most iconic villain in all of cinematic history. Mm-hmm. Yep. That you're turning into a very poorly developed character because he is now just rage mode the entire series. Yeah, no, I agree. It was very tastefully yeah. done. Yeah, there was just the right amount of. Hey, him. Gonna I, hate. The, <laughs> the problem here is, I think though. the people put this series on such a high pedestal. They had so many high expectations, and let's be honest, there was no way it was ever going to meet total expectations. No. It just wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's why even some of these Marvel movies get trashed because people expect too much. Doctor Strange, the new one, was was a good example of that. Expectations were too high of, of things people thought we were going to see, and then you didn't see them. And the same thing goes here. And it's like sometimes you just got to let it go, go with the flow, accept the story right. as it is, and stop putting everything of, well, this should have happened and this should have <laughs> happened. Well, it didn't happen, so yeah. accept it. <laughs> yep. Don't trash it. You know, it's no. Uh, what was your guys' uh, favorite moment of the series? Freck. It's Freck. tough, I know, but definitely Freck. Freck. Yeah, the, the, some of the yeah. best lines of the entire series was with that little mole. <laughs> the, the Seth Rogen of Star Wars. <laughs> Just wait for him to light up, you know. Yeah, I, 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 what was my favorite one by him? It was, uh, it was nothing. Nothing like a good little order around here. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone likes a little bit of order. Yeah. <laughs> he sounded like a friend of mine. He he sides with uh he with uh, Palpatine. You know, Palpatine did nothing wrong. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> he was a man with wow. a vision. Right. He's a, where do where do we start with brought, what he's done wrong? Brought peace, oh, prosperity, and order to this right. empire. Right. Oh my gosh! The yeah. guy, the guy that essentially looks like the devil in episode in episode three at the end, he did nothing wrong. No. Oh, and then no. you have the un, you have the undead version. You have the zombie version of that in Rise of Skywalker. Oh yeah, he he he's a happy go lucky guy. He's somebody you want to go have oh, yeah. a beer with, and, uh, and you know, yeah. I want to go visit Grandpa in the nursing home. He looks like an evil old zombie, but yeah, let me go visit him anyway. He's connected to fifteen machines, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I think in, in seriousness, it, I go back to I, I loved the little moment where he talked about her parents with her. That was just mm-hmm. a really uh, so touching nice. moment for me. Yeah, um, I did see a funny meme the other day about their fight, and uh, someone was questioning Vader after this fight, like, "What went wrong?" And he said, "Vader, how did how did Anakin beat you the first time?" I gave him the higher ground. And what did you do in the second fight? I gave him the higher ground, and it shows him throwing the throwing the higher ground. At him. <laughs> oh, that's that's so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was good. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I think one of my favorite moments of the series was in that that final confrontation between Anakin and Vader. There's a lot of symbolism behind that. Um, you can see the Anakin kind of reaching out to Obi-Wan and and almost giving him what he wants was like acceptance over the fact that it wasn't Obi-Wan's fault, it was Anakin's fault. Yeah. Sure. There was, you yeah. can see it because when the blue light, it, it, it's actually shown there visually too where the blue lightsaber shows up and it's when that happens that's purely anakin talking and then mm-hmm. the red show oh, comes yeah. back it's whenever the red shows up it's vader again oh interesting i'll have to go back and watch that that's, that's interesting a great observation yeah and, and you know uh, i wonder wow. do you think that was helpful for obi-wan to hear because he did even in revenge of the sith he said i have failed you anakin i have failed you yeah and I, I and yeah, it, that's yeah, the thing I mean, is that we 
they spent so much time apart in Reve- Revenge of the Sith because Revenge of the Sith doesn't just take place within a couple hours. It's it's a, I think mm, it's like a mm-hmm. week's period of time at least yeah. at least, and like even in that, there's so much uh, time for corrupting Anakin even further just from outside forces. Mm-hmm. You put anything in there to get him pissed off, and there you go, you're corrupting him further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Gosh, those moments when you see his face through the mask are really, really powerful. I, I, that's I love what, Ahsoka. Yeah. I, that's I my favorite part. The, the final moments of when uh, Darth Vader and Anakin are talking to Obi-Wan, it's mm-hmm. it's a combination of both Hayden Christensen and James yeah. Earl Jones, who, yeah. by the way, came back in his 90s to do voice I didn't know he was yeah. still alive. Yeah. yeah I, James that's Earl Jones. awesome. So, um, this may be the final time that we hear yeah. James Earl Jones Gosh. Gosh. Darth Vader. What a legend. And I really, like, but, uh, I, Cassie really wanted me to bring this, bring that up because it would have killed her if no one, you know, brought it up mm-hmm. in this podcast was the mixture of both of those people who portrayed Darth Vader over the years mm-hmm. and only those two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a wonderful callback to the originality behind the villain is that the villain always had a bridge that he was on. He was he was always on a fence between light and good. Mm-hmm. Or so, or sorry, light and dark. Uh, but he, he was mostly on dark side because he just had no choice at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. And he kind of, he blamed himself. He put himself in this hole because, like, we're even fast-forwarding to Return of the Jedi in the hallway scene with Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He's just saying, you know what? I've accepted this. It's just, it's too late for me, mm-hmm. son. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he always knew he done, he done bad. <laughs> oh yeah, he done bad. <laughs> he went and gone he done more than now. bad. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. actually was my favorite scene. I, I liked, I liked the dialogue between him and Obi Wan when, when the mm-hmm. helmet was cut off, and I like how he says, you know, Obi Wan, you didn't make me this way, you know, basically blaming vader for making him the way he is which i thought yeah. was really cool and then, then the emotion in obi-wan's face just the, the the raw emotion and the tears coming out of his yeah. eyes oh yeah man that was powerful that Ewan's, was powerful yeah Ewan's so i mean good. that really felt to me that scene right there felt like the true end to the prequel story mm-hmm. it really oh, yeah. did and, and that's why mm-hmm. i think that um the series was really needed because mm-hmm. even though you know episode three had a good ending to go into four it just was kind of nice to see the life that Obi-Wan has lived due to it, um, to see how the the emotion between uh, Vader and Obi-Wan is still so fresh, even 10 years later. I mean, it's still so fresh. Even the look on Obi-Wan's face when he sees that Anakin is actually alive. Oh, my God. Well, even yeah. the first instance of him hearing that he's alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... I was in I was in shock with him at that moment. It's just like after ten years of thinking that he's dead, mm-hmm. he's not. He's yeah. still there. Right, right. He's still not able to forgive himself, and now he finds out he's alive. It's like, wow. So now mm-hmm. I have to deal with this whole new set of guilt because mm-hmm. now he's alive, mm-hmm. living the way he is and doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And 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 basically uh, we also. Uh, sorry, you, you continue. No, no you're okay. No, you're, you're okay. We also have a um, uh, continuity that happened, or something that happens in um, 
Return of the Jedi is when Luke takes his helmet off in the end. Mm-hmm. When Luke takes mm-hmm. Darth Vader, you see a scar on the side where Obi Wan took his helmet <laughs> off. Yep. Yep. Love really? Yeah. Dead serious. Yep. Well, then yeah. I applaud the shit out of him for that. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm going to go pay, pay attention to that. That's that awesome. is a great continuity. There's so, wow. many, there's so many good details in the show. Yeah. See, when people think they didn't actually do their homework with this, when you when you, when you tell me that, it's like they did pay attention. They understood they the assignment. <laughs> mm-hmm. They knew because the fans know it. It's like with the Grand Inquisitor. Everybody thought he was dead. It's like, um, wait a minute. Uh, he's in Rebels. What are we doing? Yeah. I remember Alistair and I were talking. We're like, what are they doing here? Like, are they literally <laughs> going to ignore Rebels from continuity? Mm-hmm. Are they really going to do this? That's what it felt like. And I was like, no, no. They, they're going to find a way to bring him back, you know, the old Darth Maul sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I, I don't know why, but his boy, I can't get over his voice. The Great hey. Inquisitor. What do you mean? <laughs> What is wrong with his voice? You are nothing but in the gutter. We will deal with you later. Yeah, pretty much. In the gutter. Who's in the (laughs) gutter now? I want to go back and listen to it again just because it it almost sounds like... Is it contrived? Too contrived for you? Yes, it is. It it sounds like... um, Like, say you're trying to sell, like, a really scary toy, okay? Mm -hmm. But all it does is squeak like uh-huh, a dog sure. toy. Like that's exactly what I, I feel. <laughs> they should have had look at him. Yeah, they should. It's have like of course like the that's the voice Sora. that comes out of him. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like oh yeah, of course this is how you do. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got For it. Sure. <sighs> so how how did you guys interpret um, in the first couple episodes Obi Wan's relative weakness? Um, was it just like? Not if you don't use the muscles, you lose them, or was it something deeper than that for you guys? I think it was almost it was almost like fear based. Mm-hmm. He was afraid to use them for the fact that he'd be, he'd be discovered and put everybody in danger, mm-hmm. as well as the opposite of what the Inquisitors were looking for. It was just like, hey, we're gonna bring out the good in you because it's in your DNA. It's like itch. that's. Yeah, you must scratch it. Squeak, squeak. Uh, anyways, but it's just I I almost felt myself like being upset with Obi Wan because it was just like you are better than this. You're far better than this, and look at what is happening around you, and you are doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that you. He feels this like super like sentinel post to luke skywalker but even owen doesn't want him anywhere near the farm mm. yeah 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 right. like you trained his father yeah that line yeah. was like yeah. wow yeah. wow like, burn yes <laughs> dang yeah but you know what's interesting me. though is like think about this though we talk about how obi-wan you know with like, like you said al about the muscles not being used but the same could even be said about Luke and Last Jedi. But see, you didn't see a lull in his powers, though. He was sure. still, you know, able to do things that, you know, and right. I don't know how, I don't, I mean, to be fair, I don't know how much time, did they ever say how much time Between Luke when Kylo went ballistic? I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Do you know, Jeremy? Because <sighs> he had been training Jedi, so it wasn't like a lull all the way from Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. to 
to right. Ray, but I don't know how much of a break it was between when Kylo. It's a really, really long time, though. It would have. I have to check. Check the the timeline. Because I almost feel like Kylo was not quite like really young teenager, but maybe like 17, 16 when when that scene when he had him in the thing with the lightsaber to almost get ready to kill him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's like thirty plus years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, you know I. Oh, from know. Force Awakens, oh, really? uh, thirty years. Yeah. Okay, from Force Awakens, yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yes, yeah. yeah, thirty years. Mm-hmm. So maybe, it, yeah, I, I think there's a lot that can happen in that thirty years. Yeah, there, there mm-hmm. is, and mm-hmm. and we know what he was training Grogu as well, right? On uh, he, um, oh. isn't he training Grogu at some point in that timeline? Yeah, how many how many people was Luke training yeah. at that at that? Well, that was that even prior academy. to Kylo going ballistic, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that, uh, that, yeah. Prior. that was right after Return Jedi, so that doesn't count. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess so. That would further confirm my suspicions that it's you know it's the it's the atrophy of force usage of not using it, but also mm-hmm. I feel like. If I had been in Obi Wan's, especially given that he thinks that he failed Anakin, if I had been in his shoes, I would have definitely sunk into de- depression. He would, have, he would have been depressed. He would have dwelled on that for years. Yeah, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. Uh, the whole Jedi like, Order is like I think demolished because of my failure. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. who wouldn't carry all that weight with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. No, you're right. Yeah. Hmm. That that that's almost a story I'd like to see too. Seeing the story between Return of the Jedi and. Uh, Force Awakens a little bit more. I mean, I know we're getting out with the Mandalorian, but not that story. Kind of like more so. I mean, we're kind of getting a little bit of. of, I think that is going to leave a really big area for these newer TV shows because with Ahsoka coming out too, Ahsoka, yeah, that's going to be in that specific time. Um, My man, that would be. That's a lot of time that you could just open up to a lot of possibilities. Well, I think Kathleen Kennedy of like the First Order too. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy, I believe, did confirm that every story we're going to see now will be post, post. Return of the Jedi. Uh, except for so Acolyte, this, right? So Obi-Wan Kenobi will probably be the last prequel story we actually get. Is I mean, we might go Republic? back to pre... I think... Well, uh, Phantom, Phantom, before Phantom Menace, we'll probably see too. I, I I don't know. She Maybe it was... Um, oh, is she talking about within the Skywalker timeline? That's what she yeah. meant. She meant the okay. films would be all post that. I was going to say, the films. so much content to be mm-hmm. had before... The, yeah before episode one and i want to see Knights of the old republic it's, yeah it's it's very hard now because because if you're the more you add the more likely things are to get screwed up sure so i mm-hmm. think staying out of the prequels and the smart. original trilogy is smart mm-hmm. and because a lot of people don't like the new trilogy it's easy to go back and maybe fix some plot holes that may have been made sure I'd like to see a Palpatine series oh, to find out what the hell he is in Rise of Skywalker. I don't want to see a Palpatine series. I've seen enough of Palpatine in the entire series. I do want to see a Darth Plagueis series. At least give me something in one of the shows to tell me what he is in Rise of Skywalker. Because I don't know if he's a clone. It's him. The, the novelization says he's a clone, but the movie basically makes it sound like it's him. Mm. It's weird. The, the novel and, and yeah. the movie are like on two different... Two different pages. Are we surprised? No, that's 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 <laughs> Disney for you. I'm not surprised. Are you? No. <laughs> um, what was your guys' uh, least favorite thing in the series? Hmm. There's not much I disliked, but 
It's it's really hard to say. Yeah, I mean, because a lot of it felt so precise. <laughs> it didn't feel like there was anything missing from it, and no. nothing too overdone either. I think the only thing I didn't like was what I said before about the Reva going after Luke at the end. It might be the only thing I really didn't care for. Where that was kind of a forced resolution. Right. A little, to a little get, rushed. To get Obi-Wan back to Tatooine before anything else happens. Mm-hmm. And that might be, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure, Mike. It's a good question. It's a tough question. I mean, I if that's something I can pick out of it. I mean, it's not bad. I am impressed with how little screen time both of these two got. Owen Lars and Baru Lars, yeah, were they did get phenomenal in they this. Were. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did For a great the, job. I I wanted more of those. Yeah. Two. Mm-hmm. I love that they used the same actor and actress that they had at the end of episode. Yes, yes. that was so cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. When I saw that in the trailer. I was really excited. Yeah. I like they brought back Jimmy Spit Smiths to play Bail Organa. I like that they kept that yep. intact because that would have yep. felt so weird. They would have recasted that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did. They did it right. Everybody that and played he, who they played was in he, this. Nobody looked out of place in this either. Mm-hmm. Not one single person. I wish that there would have been more, um, like information about that one like crime planet that they were on because I felt like that was dealt with too quickly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's one true. episode, one and done. Yeah, yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying, they got there, rescued the princess, get out, but there wasn't like any history on the planet. It was just, oh, mm-hmm. this planet's just really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and it, it was almost like Obi Wan found her a little too quick, considering how big the planet was. I mean, I know he used, you know, who he used to find the information, but yeah. it all just happened. We have 40 minutes to tell this story. We got to We got to keep it moving. Right. You know, if it was in a movie, it might have been a different story. But yeah, it's just the, it's unfortunately the structure of a TV series that kind of does that. I figured out what I don't like, Mike. Okay. I didn't like how easily um, Reva and Obi Wan were able to talk through a blast door. <laughs> Unless they were supplementing their voices with the Force. Well, remember, yeah. they had already been shooting at the door for a little bit already. I so they'd already that. weakened the, the, uh, the integrity of the door. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, yeah. stop firing. Let me talk to him a little bit. <laughs> we've, 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 uh, yeah, we've gotten to about an inch of thickness left. Maybe <laughs> they were using the force talking in the head, talking amongst their heads, you know, yeah. right, their heads right. together. But yeah. uh, some fun, fun trivia, um, because I had assumed it was a secondary fortress for Vader from Rogue One, because we, we see the same fortress in Rogue One mm-hmm. when, um, what was his name? What was the moth that went to visit him uh, in Rogue One? Did I remember his name? Uh, Anyways. Oh, before Moff Tarkin. You're talking about the other guy? Yeah, that he's was not a the... grand moth. He was just a moth. Yeah. Moth, oh, man. Uh, oh, shoot. In any case, I, I, I thought that that was a... No, it was actually... He wasn't even a moth. He was a director. He was a, oh, that's right. Director Critic. Director Critic. That's it. So I thought that was a secondary fortress for Vader, but that fortress that we see is actually Fortress Inquisitorius. It's a training center for the Inquisitors Ooh. on the moon Nor, which is a moon of Mustafar's. So it's actually very close to Vader's fortress. So, so it's not on Mustafar's? Oh, so, okay. No, it's on moon. no, I get it. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that makes neat. sense how Vader got there so quickly then. That uh-huh. makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, okay. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I actually really liked that fortress a lot. I loved how much 
it like actually went beneath the surface and like the yes. water hallway that the stormtroopers mm-hmm. got swept up. You see its little stormtrooper helmet float by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved that scene in that corridor where the, the water spilled out. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obi Wan's just holding it back with the force. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. No! That was a neat scene. So. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um and what but was yeah. the that was the shortest episode, the one where he goes to that uh that fortress. That yeah, was, was, like was like 30, 30 minute run time. Yeah. yeah, it was short. It was and short, is, and, it, and I didn't feel like I was, you know, upset by it. Like it, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was going, oh, man, another one. I can't, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Disney Plus runtimes are confusing because they'll say like forty-eight minutes, but really the episode's only like 42, 43 because they're counting sure. all the recap and right. and the and yeah. the credits, and then they're counting the end credits, and before you know it, that's that's like eight minutes worth. Yeah, that is my one. Uh, like, I really appreciate them showing us concept art and other things at, like, the end of, like, Kenobi and the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I just wish it was put into something a little more short form. Yeah, sure. Uh, so we can actually have run times. Because I look at, you know, like, the Mandalorian, there was, like, ten minutes of concept art at, sure. at the end of one of the episodes. And it's just like, okay, is there, like... Because this is Disney, and now Star Wars and Marvel have gotten to the point of, is there going to be, like, an end credit scene now? Like, I have to... Mm-hmm. Be careful of that. Be mindful yes. of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, here it is. Disney Plus, they they have it in each show section. They say episodes, and there's a section that says extras. Put the concept art in the extra section, not on the episode runtime. Sure. Yeah. Oh, they have, they have these little five-minute videos on Disney Plus you can watch that have, like, art or the music. Mm-hmm. You seen those? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, those are good. Wasn't there a show? Wasn't there a show coming out that was a Star Wars related where it was just? Oh yeah, no, no, no. Um, oh, no, this just came out. Oh, what is it? Uh, it was like just exploring planets or something like that with cool. uh, with themed music. Like oh, it was. It, I just got a vision for I um, thought it was Simulator maybe I, maybe Star Wars. Oh, God, I miss that's it. awesome. For what? Fly I over all of Coruscant. Oh, I, awesome. I yeah, wish that'd be pretty awesome. I wish that they could make something to scale for Star Wars related like that. Yeah. But that would be a, such a grand yeah. undertaking. <laughs> when, and and you have to really include, like, yeah, yeah, you'd have to include so much content in there that it would take years to get done. And by the time you got it oh, yeah. done, the next operating system would be out, and you wouldn't be able to release it because well, it'd be so old. Yeah, they, they need to get over their fear of singularity and just let the AI do its thing. I'm going to take on the risk of singularity and the whole world being destroyed by AI <laughs> if it would allow us to pursue this. <laughs> All right, Disney, you heard it here. <laughs> Let's risk humanity. Disney needs to hire this man. They need to hire this man. Star Wars edition. Oh, gosh. Damn. Within two years. They they need to put you on the payroll. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm excited. I I really do hope they do a season two. I think it'd be really cool. I I do. I want to do it the right way. Right story. I I do not want a season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, Jeremy. I don't want a, a season don't two let them because hear that. I don't. No, no, no. I don't want to ruin such a beautiful masterpiece of television. Sure, that's fair. This is that's this fair. is so perfect. It's every bit of Star Wars rolled into one, yeah. and it doesn't do it. 
it barely does anything wrong. But what TV show can you think of that doesn't end up with an even better season two? Lost season two was better than season one, to be fair. But, but after season Lost two lost, it went downhill. So, you know, that's a... No, I, I, that's this a good thing. This is my it's sticky point for no. the uh, for the podcast episode is uh, Alistair begging for a season two because <laughs> what season two isn't better than the ah, first one? <laughs> Star Trek, Picard, and Discovery were better than season ones. Yeah, but then we have Heroes. Heroes is a good, good example. Okay, no, 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 no. We ain't talking no, about Heroes. Don't, heroes. don't go down no. the hero. That's no, no, such no, no, a no, bad no. example. No, no, no. It's an example of how season twos can go very wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it's true. To, it's to Jeremy's point. Yeah. Oh. Things can get ruined easily. It's two, Heroes three, and four heroes. <laughs> should have ended after one season of Heroes. Yep. Should have been yeah. a just an extended miniseries. That should have been it. I'm excited to rewatch through season one with my boys and then never let them see the other seasons. Just end it right there. Just say I, it's I, over I really after this. Actually, they never made any more after this, guys. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's like, like uh, it's like Firefly. It's like Firefly. It's yeah. really good one season. It just they just <laughs> couldn't Firefly get back knew to when to stop. Wait, yeah. wait. <laughs> Firefly just had a mini series with the movie. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Right. And it actually works very well. So not that that was the plan or anything. You want to know? Okay, so I have another thing I wanted to talk about. The there's another criticism that went around when the the show first started was the uh the chase scenes with mm. uh with little leia with mm. a grown adults chasing after a young girl and getting stopped by a tree branch sure sure okay mm-hmm. i get your criticism i really do i understand that it looks cheesy and corny and everything who's paying these guys also... <laughs> no 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 it's like you're looking at this from the point of view of Leia in this instance you're looking at mm-hmm. these chases from Leia's point of view and she's just like man I entered some brush and she wasn't able to describe it perfectly well so what we're seeing is not the full extent of how they were stopped by a tree branch it's not like they looked at a tree branch and went I could easily go through this tiny hole here sure. but I'm not going to mm-hmm. it's just it I think people need to stop hating on Kenobi. Like that's it. Like I, I mean, little things. Yeah. Yep. There were so many little things. I've seen so many videos of people just ripping this thing up to shreds, and I'm going, please stop. You're not welcome yeah. here. No. Sure. No. I mean, yeah. to be honest, that I read an article yesterday that was about why why Solo when Solo failed, it's the reason why we didn't get an Obi Wan Kenobi movie. Because initially, after Solo, a Star Wars story, it was supposed to be Kenobi, a Star Wars story, and like Boba Fett, a Star Wars story, and so on and so forth. But yeah. you know what? Actually, that worked as a blessing because I think this was better off being six mm-hmm. episodes than a movie because yep. it yep. just would have been rushed through two hours where yep. this had time yeah. to breathe. Couldn't, I would not want to see uh, a movie. I would have wanted that. I would rather, I would prefer a TV show of a longer, stretched out story. Mm-hmm. Than to have a two-hour rush fest full of Easter eggs, mm-hmm. cameos, and anything like yep. that. Rise of right. Skywalker, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing about Solo that gets me is that I think Solo would have been so best serviced as a series. It would have been Solo yeah, seemed see like it had a lot, a lot going mm-hmm. for it that it could have expanded on, and the movie yeah. ends with a lot of stuff to build on, which I don't know yeah. if we're ever 
going to get. We're supposed to get a Lando series with Donald Glover, they've said, but <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy up. said, we're just waiting for Donald Glover to be freed up to do it. Well, uh, might... Money talks, just pay the guy and we're do it. Don't wait for, for him. Don... Oh, Donald Glover, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Here, here, here's the thing. Here, here's one interesting tidbit. Um, the the Star Wars game Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. the, Ken- the uh, Kenobi series, and uh, the Han Solo film all take place within like the same time. Like this is extremely close. Well, they're getting ready to greenlight a Cal Kestis series. They said. Oh, I, nice! I That'd need awesome. that. I yeah. need that. I'm re- I'm so ready mm-hmm. for the sequel to come out to to Jedi mm-hmm. Fallen Order. I'm so ready for. I it. I mean, they'll get people to buy the video game too. So if, if they're about money, they should. And the that. the actor who plays Cal, I would. I, if you've seen yeah. Gotham, you know how fantastic he is. Yeah. Just <laughs> and they've already Al, said they're going to cast Gotham? him. Have you no, seen, I Gotham? seen Gotham? No. Oh, oh, Al, I've heard it's really please, good. Please yeah. go see Gotham. Okay. Please, for me, see that. <laughs> is it just? But one yeah, they're going to. Uh, five, no, four, five, four or five, four or five. Well, I guess it's better than yeah. nine hundred episodes. But it's it's good. It's I I enjoy. The I enjoy the Gotham TV series more than any other DC film. Wow, and I'll say that even in comparison to The Dark Knight. Wow, I'm impressed. See, now, now I'm intrigued because have you not seen it? (laughs) No, so I can't. I can't fairly say that. I I can't argue. I can't argue that. We'll come back and we'll come back and see if I can argue that after I watch it. Okay. Uh, Next retrospective, Gotham. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. You, you might actually get me to watch it now. I've been I I've wanted to watch it. I just never been like determined to watch it. You might have just give me a reason to do it now. It. Now you give me a reason. Yep. Yeah. Do it. But yeah, they're talking about Cameron Monaghan who plays that part. They're talking about casting mm-hmm. him as Cal Kestis in the series, which they should because if they wouldn't, that would be that'd be the weirdest thing. Forget it. It'd be just forget yeah. it. It's like, what did he do? Oh, he went through, through like facial reconstruction or something. No, yeah, don't do that. Um, don't do that. No, no. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Final ratings. Obi Wan. Ten. Ten. Yeah, I, I I think. By the way, uh, I love the soundtrack. John Williams did it again. Yes, I oh. love how I love how much he he creates so many diverse themes that still correlate to each other so well. Did, yeah. yeah. Well, you know I'm gonna what's give it. Me? I'm going to give it What was funny about that, Jeremy? <laughs> oh, well, because well, he he put a rating as like a nine out of ten. I'm like, who did yeah. nine? Which one of us did nine? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we had a small glitch in the system. The AI took over for a second. There we go. Singularity. Um, that was actually my one grab I wanted to bring up, the music. John Williams only composed the Obi-Wan theme in this, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I could tell. Mm-hmm. I could tell. Because mm. I, I some of the music was good here, but some of the music I felt like, especially in the parts where they were showing the villains, the Inquisitors, sure. I wasn't a big fan of the overpowering theme for the Inquisitors. It did. It didn't feel like. Um, it didn't feel like a Williams score. It didn't feel yeah. like it was just you know Williams score kind of yeah. just has that mellow way of just kind of it just melts into the film. Yeah, where right. this it just didn't quite yeah do much. that for me as much. Especially but again, that's because yeah. it's not John Williams, so that's that's understandable. 
That's quite and the like, bar. It's kind of what high bar is set. We didn't have a theme for Obi Wan. Like there was no Obi Wan's theme, and I, I love it. Yeah, yeah just like, over so the like when yeah, they show the title of the Spotify show, and that was start it. listening to it. Like that's that's how good it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm loop for eight hours a day during work. I'm not gonna lie. I I watched the entire prequel series before this before nice. the series came out, and I went. Oh, I I just love, I love what they did with it. It's, it's the recap they showed before the series. Yes, oh, that was helpful. Oh, that was that, that gave was me good. all the feels. That I'm was a uh, awesome. I'm a 32 year old grown man, and I cried during Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm okay. Not, I'm not ashamed to admit okay. it. No, I, no, I wouldn't be ashamed at all. No. I cried during the, the through like every episode of Strange New Worlds too, but we'll get to that in another retrospective. That's another retrospective, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but um, okay, so that concludes Obi Wan. Um, the next retrospective we're planning on doing came from Jeremy Larson's idea book. Ooh. You want to tell the audience about what's coming up next? Well, because of the new film Prey coming out in August, we are going to go through the classic matchup of franchises, Alien and Predator. Nice. And we're going to start out with uh, Alien, because if I'm going to be quite honest, after Aliens and after the first Predator, it all goes really downhill from there. Definitely doesn't go uphill. That's for damn sure. The chance for redemption, huh? It goes uphill like a slight smidge, and that's about it. Like it's a roller coaster of two franchises trying to to clash, and it it's uh, it'll be interesting to talk about mutual destruction. (laughs) (laughs) My question is: In what order do we watch the Alien movies? Technically, it should be what Prometheus, Covenant, Alien, Aliens. Alien 3 Resurrection, correct? Yeah. Or maybe we could do that. <laughs> We're going to watch it to go back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> go back to how it all started. That way it gets better every movie. I mean, we could uh, do it. We could do it in, in chronological order. I feel like it'd be best served to do it in release order. Okay. So Just... one through four, then the, then the two prequels? Yeah. Okay. I... I and it's up to you. It's your show. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, maybe we're better off doing it that way because at least we're starting on a high note. And yeah. then just kind of... Although going the, the other way is not a bad idea either. You know, going up. <laughs> going up, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. It goes up and then it kind of comes back crashing down. It's going to go back in time with, uh, with the, <laughs> the Alien films. Just go from the newest release all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> And end it on the highest of high notes with the first <laughs> Alien movie. Well, I'm just waiting to get the answer if there's ever going to be an Alien 5 because there's no ending to the franchise, and that pisses me off. Yeah, um, there there really is no ending. No, and that's it's the sad alien. part about it. I, I don't know. It, it, well, Are you sure, though? Yet. Like, Alien 4 leaves a pretty big ending right there. Well, I guess it kind yeah i guess it's i don't know if it's satisfying but i horrific maybe i have i have to watch it again i i will i'll judge it on the retrospect we'll we'll, we'll see how that's gonna go same with predator i'm interested to hear your thoughts on the predator because you said that you got some things to say about that gosh the the yeah and then the and then the crossover films 
uh, AVP one and then AVP Requiem. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> that's something that kind of stays here, and then the second one just it's it's an explosion of uh, mixed emotions and ideas. The movie where you can't even see the fights that are going on because it's so darkly lit. I know that's it's one of the main so criticisms. You can't see anything. And that's anything. Predator Two, Alistair. I'm sure you've seen it. Which one? <laughs> Predator Two. I haven't actually. I haven't seen any of the Alien or Predator movies. I'm so sorry. That doesn't. No, that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it, it, it's sci-fi, but it's limited... a different kind of sci-fi. It's it's yeah. a it's body horror sci-fi. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I, yeah, it's if, not, I, if I didn't see it before everybody. I got married, there's sure as heck not going to be any chance to now. You're that, not going to watch pretty... that with your children right now. You're going to watch it the first alien. With you your want to watch that? Just... <laughs> it's just it's just a baby. Don't worry. It's just a it's just a baby it's, alien. It's 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 going to be okay. It's just a baby. Oh, he's just resting. He's resting. <laughs> Daddy's just resting, darling. Daddy's just Daddy, resting. Why does, why does he have a hole in his head? Oh, you know, this he had a headache. Yeah, it put a little too much Advil and it just created a. Yeah. But Uh, for the podcast, for that episode, or multiple episodes. That's going to be an interesting retrospective. That's all I can say about that one. That's good. You want to talk about a series that goes up and down, up and down. That that takes the cake. Yeah, those take the cake right there. Oh, boy. Yeah. That sounds like All a right. great read, uh, retrospective, Jeremy. Good pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, all right, everybody. Well, this has been fun. It's been great to have you back, Alistair. We have missed you. We've missed the we, It's we Sticky have. Moments. What's your you It's know. Sticky Moment? It's great yeah, to be around other like-minded folk. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying it's your favorite moment and it's your it's sticky moment of the series? <laughs> Finding us uh, an Empire <laughs> Sympathizer? <laughs> Yep, I would say so. Yeah, I can't think of anything that would have been as awkward as that part in Lord of the Rings in in Obi-Wan. No, here's the it's sticky moment, okay? It's when the Grand Inquisitor shows back up again after Reeve has been stabbed. And he just goes, you're no longer of use, third sister, and just walks away. Like, that's it. There's no other explanation. It's just he's back, and he's just like, you know what? (laughs) Take a hike. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, yeah. He's got I was surprised we didn't here. see more of him. Do you yeah. really want to see more of him, though? Do you really? Not in that form. I really like his. You don't want to hear. Form. You don't want to see the Egghead movie, like <laughs> Star Wait, Wars. For, Egghead for Coneheads. Right. Coneheads. The Star Wars. The Coneheads. A Star Wars story. Oh God, that's the next Star Wars spoof, like Spaceballs. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, that's coming. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we hope to have Alistair back again real soon. Absolutely. Thanks so, again for having me, Mike. No problem. Anytime, anytime. We look forward to the next one. And we were going to see you all on Alien. Fun. That's all I'm going to say. Fun. All right. Explosive. Explosive. That's a wrap. Cut and print. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. And coming soon, we conclude our Supernatural Retrospective as we cover Seasons 11 through 15. 
to read our written reviews, subscribe to our podcast, listen to our podcasts, and go to our gaming streaming channels. Go to lcaentertainment.org. You can subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and CastBox. Thank you for listening and subscribing to LCA Entertainment.